This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Chili is one of those things that kind of works across your categories. Yes, right. It does. Chili can Wait, be except for sheet pan chili. <laughs> well, right, no sheet pan chili. But I, I was going to say it's one pot. It is slow cooker. It is instant pot. Yes, and it can be minimal ingredient. It can be like as elaborate or as simple as you want it to be. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a food podcast for when you don't feel like cooking. Hey, I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. We are back in the swing of all things Didn't I Just Feed You. So we want to remind you that we have our annual listener survey. You can find the link at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash links or in our free listeners community, which also happens to be the best place on the internet. I almost said one of the best places. But no, but you just went for the. It is actually the Starting best. Starting the new year strong. I like it. Yes, let's go. Let's do this. If you guys want to be a part of that community, you can sign up for free at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. You can also see ways, see the options for supporting our free episodes by subscribing to our bonus feed on Apple Podcasts. You get two extra full-length episodes a month, or you can become a supporting member in our super fan community, and you not only get those bonus episodes, but you get other goodies, including an ad-free stream of all the main episodes. And I just want to say, I know we kicked off the year by highlighting it, but our supporting members are a lifeline to us. And we understand that not everybody is in a position to be able to support a free podcast. We get it. But we couldn't produce a free podcast. <laughs> and eight episodes a month in total, six in the main feed and two behind the paywall without those supporters. So a huge new year thank you to everyone who has supported us who continues to support us, and who would consider going to didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community right now and checking out the options and seeing if it's affordable and makes sense for your life. I love it so much. Also, a reminder that sharing the podcast with a friend or leaving us a review is another great way to support the podcast without being in the community or being a financial supporter. Today's episode is very much inspired by our five ingredient summer dinners episode, our five ingredient fall dinners episode. But y'all, we are both a little crispy from holiday cooking and hosting. So we're going to loosen parameters here, not be like <laughs> five ingredients. The idea is easy winter dinners that can be made in one pot or pan or slow cooker or instant pot. Okay, so there are no limits on ingredients, and we're hoping to use as few dishes as possible. When we say one pot, there still is a question that I have Holler. before I get to the big question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the precursor to the big question is, 
I'm assuming when we say one pot, we want it to be like everything cooked in that. We're not saying like, here is a dish that you can make and then you'll need a veggie on the side. Or here's a dish you can make and you have to cook, I don't know, egg noodles in addition. Mm. What do you think? Or no? Or can we include both? I think exceptions can be made Mm. if you don't have to dirty another pot. So maybe a mixing bowl that you can mix up a topping in that completes it or a salad maybe or a side that you could throw in the microwave in a microwave dish. Okay. What about like the egg noodles? Because I seen before. You can microwave them. You could also boil them before you start your stew, for example. But then like that takes time. Like, yeah, you have to decide between time and an extra pot. So we'll just we'll kind of fly by the seat of our pants here. But our goal is really as few dishes as possible. I'm feeling gracious today. So (laughs) if you go over one pot or one pan, I will allow it. It's also your podcast, too. Just as a reminder. <laughs> oh, no. Everybody loves your rules. <laughs> no, no. No one has actually said we love when Megan gives rules. People have just said they back up the it's categories. Tr- That's three it. people. Three people. Three people. Four, actually. But okay. <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> I'm not. I'm I love not it so much. Track. I'm not saving screenshots. Oh, it's my folder. <laughs> It's the best. It's the best. Our listeners are the best. Okay. Are there categories? Kind Let's of. Let's do this. Loosely. I Tell was us. thinking one pot or pan. Love it. Because those are like adjacent. So stove top, but could be finished in the oven. Sheet pan. Yep. Even though we have a whole episode about that. And we might get in a little debate because some of them you might want to sheet pans for to really get the most out of that dinner. And then I think slow cooker or instant pot. I'm into it. Okay. But then I just had a... Side thought. <laughs> Are there meals you can cook in the air fryer that count as one pot? Oh, yeah. I think so. I didn't come prepared with any ideas, but I wonder if we could throw some out at the end. You're actually bringing up something that's very interesting. Is the air fryer the kind of tool that gets its own special recipes or Is the air fryer a way that you can simplify cooking meals that were developed for the oven or the stovetop? Do you know what I'm saying? I think it's the latter. I do too. So I think there are whole air fryer cookbooks. There are. But I think that as we go along, it might be interesting to note like, oh, this is a good one that I think you can make in the air fryer. And then at the end, if we feel like we haven't hit on air fryer enough, we can do like a quick fire round. Sure. Okay, cool. I love that. So where do you want to start? I think we promised one pot, one pan. So like, let's start there. Let's do it. Do you want to start? I, I, of course, took tons of notes before coming here and did not put them in categories. Okay. So we're going to kind of go through it. Chicken and dumplings. Love. I have chicken biscuit pot pie, which I feel feels very adjacent to that on my list. Great. And I had pot pie as a general rule. And my notes were to use biscuit dough. It could be homemade biscuit dough or store-bought, you know, like pop and bake kind of stuff. And also puff pastry works for pot pie. So you can make the filling in the pot and then just top the dough like right in the same pot and pop it all into the oven. Can I ask... 
what sort of fillings are you making in January in the winter time? Like, is it different than what you would do just any like in the fall or in for a spring pot pie? I mean, to be completely honest, I'm not a big like casserole person like pot pie is not something that I make as a matter of course except for chicken pot pie because that's something my kids like yes so I and I would say that the only thing that sometimes varies is the vegetables I use based on the season okay so I'll sometimes even put like sweet potato chunks into a pot pie in the winter parsnips is another thing that I like in the winter definitely leeks in the winter sometimes leeks all year round Usually peas all year round, but like pea heavier in the spring because sometimes they'll be like fresh peas and it feels different than just a box of frozen peas. Yes. I also love leeks, carrots, and potatoes sometimes in a chicken yep. pot pie. Totally. There is a recipe I like that's like more spring veggies as a pot pie, but I've never considered doing that for winter veg, which is kind of a shame because there's like beautiful squash and fennel and all these really flavorful things that you could almost make like a stew and then put the puff pastry on top of it. Stacy, it's getting warmer and the weather has me so ready for a wardrobe update, but I want it to be for the long haul without spending a fortune. Quince is your place. It's not easy to get quality pieces that you can count on to last without investing a ton of money. But at Quince, I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I love the pieces I bought from Quince last year, too. I wear my linen pants nonstop. I'm so impressed with what I get for the price, which is 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes which means it's time to snag their 100% washable silk skirts and camis that I've been eyeing. And don't forget, Quince has the chicest accessories for great prices. Get warm weather ready with us and Quince. Go to quince.com slash D-I-J-F-Y for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply. 
Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. So chili is one of those things that kind of works across your categories. Yes, right. It does. Chili can be except for sheet pan chili. <laughs> well, right, no sheet pan chili. But I, I was going to say it's one pot. It is slow cooker. It is instant pot. Yes, and it can be minimal ingredient. It can be like as elaborate or as simple as you want it to be. Totally, it is the kind of thing that you may have to cook something else. In addition, like rice, but maybe you have frozen rice. Maybe you use leftover rice. Also, sometimes you don't have to. Chips. Fritos. Fritos, exactly. Like tortilla chips, even just warmed tortillas. My kids love warmed corn or corn and flour. Tortillas, even that works. And then the fixings. And you have leftovers. So chili is a win. We have a whole episode on chili. A whole episode. And we talk about how my husband... Love saltines, so I don't oh, yeah. have to make anything extra. And then in the winter, I tend to throw some more vet, some more hearty veg in there. Sometimes I'll do like canned pumpkin puree to thicken it. Um, sometimes I'll do like a squash and black bean variety of chili, and that that is tolerated by my family. <laughs> yeah, I tend to put vegetables in a lot. In, in fact. In the winter, actually, now you're making me think that that's when I tend to go meat heavy because mm. my kids love just like a plain meat chili or meat yes. and bean chili. No, yeah, no beans or sometimes yeah. beans. Yeah, so that is like a good stick to your ribs. In the summer, I get more excited about adding veggies, but it's really like all year round. Everything goes. It works so well. And then sometimes with leftover chili... Or even with chili that you're making right off the bat, especially if you make it in a brazier. So I wanted to just mention that a brazier is a really great one-pot tool when you're doing something that you want to take from stove, from cooking on the stove to topping and then putting in the oven. Because sometimes a Dutch oven is just too deep. You know, like your pot pie filling, for example. You don't want to like put the dough down into the pot. You right, can. It's never going to crisp as yeah, well there. It's yeah. fine, you know, and it, whatever, especially if it's biscuit dollops, dough dollops. But a brazier's nice because it's wide, it comes up the sides, you have some depth to it, but it's not so deep that you can't top it. So sometimes I'll make a quick weeknight chili in my brazier and then take potato hash browns, frozen potato hash browns and put it on top and finish in the oven and get those yeah. nice and crispy. So it's like a combo chili pot pie casserole yeah, situation. Yeah, almost cottage pie or we call that sort of thing. Like sometimes we'll do chili, either leftovers or just like a can like mostly cans and then put cornbread on top of like cornbread batter yeah, on top of totally. it. And we call that cowboy pie for some reason. So I love that. Do you have a brazier that you could recommend and we could link to like on our Amazon storefront? I have a because Le I don't brazier. have one. Okay. <gasps> you don't? I no. love mine so much. I use mine all the time. Okay. Let's go. I'll add yeah. to cart. 
Okay. (laughs) So I took a big category. Do you have something chili adjacent? No. And I had chili on my list too. I see it. It's sloppy Joe's. I was like trying to cue you up. Chili adjacent? Get out of here. That's a sandwich, bruh. Well, the the filling, (laughs) like the cooking part is chili adjacent. That's just how you serve it. Okay, so maybe I would say sloppy joes are could be chili adjacent, although that is a sandwich, in my opinion. I understand, but but it's like cooking part of it, like chili topped with hash browns, isn't you know what I mean? Like that isn't chili in the traditional sense, but like we're making this, we're cooking our protein, our like quote unquote main in one pot, and then there's like all different things we can do with it. But I would say under under like, you know, the the push to use as few dishes as possible, sloppy joes, I do I would have to like microwave some green beans or some broccoli or something to make it feel like a complete meal, even though you can totally like dice up veggies and put them yeah. in your sloppy joe. That's mix. what I do. Uh, my kids hate that. Oh, that's funny because I'm more likely to put veggies into the sloppy joe mix than I am the chili. Because I think the chili, it's like a bowl. And then when they look at the bowl, they want to see meat. They just want to see meat and nothing else. But the sloppy joe mix goes on a bun. It's a little more obscured. So if there's some veg in there, they're not really like thinking about it. I think there's this opposite. I think they also have very specific sloppy joe expectations. Like they almost just want the sauce and the beef and that's it. Yeah. And my kids don't really eat sloppy joes that much. And when they were little and I made them more, I actually did beef and lentil. So they're just used to sloppy joes being (laughs) what you try to do with with enchiladas that Ella is not having. (laughs) They're like, okay, mom is messing with it again. That's sloppy joes, but I can't mess with chili. (laughs) For the record, I'm not trying to healthify enchiladas. I just keep trying different recipes to try to find one that we all love. Okay. In the vein of like we're sauteing meat or protein, uh, you mentioned pot pies, but also like cottage pies, shepherd's pie, that sort of. Yes, that's totally one pot meal. And like uh, you can make the mashed potatoes. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Because mashed potatoes are a thing. Yes. And that's what you need for cottage pies. So it's I consider it one pot. When I buy mashed potatoes pre-made from my supermarket because they have tasty ones. Yeah. I was going to say from boxed mashed potatoes. And yeah, then you just use the mixing bowl. I have potatoes in years. I don't know why, like, I fell in love with them food styling. I yeah, did not grow up sense. with boxed mashed potatoes. They make really great fake ice cream. Oh, that totally makes sense. That's fun. Yes. You mix it with, like, frosting. It's so weird. But... They're kind of great if you're just trying to do like a quick weeknight cottage pie. Yeah. I also would give a vote for I agree. And that's also makes it super affordable, too. And like easy to stretch because you're spending that money in a box that you can use again. We have a very famous story about instant mashed potatoes. So I never grew up with them. I didn't really know how to use them. But when I first started cooking after college, when Mike and I moved in together, I made taco beef 
and served it over instant mashed potatoes. And Mike still loves to laugh about it. He thinks it's like the most hilarious thing. Wait, what's funny about that? It was like it just it was, first of all, it was gross. Like it did not work out. <laughs> but it wasn't gross because of the in the mashed potatoes. Like yeah. it was just weird and like I was going quick and I don't know. Like I wasn't like thinking about how to enhance <laughs> enhance box mashed potatoes. I had never used them before. I had no idea. It was just, he still is like, remember that taco meat over instant mashed potatoes? <laughs> like, I would say every three years he likes to just bring it up. It's kind of nice to know you have some flops. Yes. To be honest. <laughs> I would also say just putting some potatoes into the microwave while you're making a cottage pie filling and then scooping out the flesh and mashing it really quick. Like, you don't need perfect mashed potatoes. Right, because you have like this gravy and all the other veg. Totally. I agree. Or you can always go hot dish style and take from frozen tater tots and put them on top. A hot dish is typically moved to a casserole dish, but there's no reason that you can't just make it a one pot and like do it in your cast iron skillet or your oven safe skillet or your brazier, as Stacey mentioned. Yeah. So you can get still like crispy tots on the top, which I do feel like is important. I feel like we can't talk about one pot or pan and not talk about pasta. I know that it's not your favorite. I still have so much. There's still more. Yeah. Pasta is definitely on the list. Someone reached out in our DMs to let you know, post our pasta, quick weeknight pasta episode from the summer where you're like, I just really don't do one pot to say that Martha Stewart is supposed to be famous for bringing it into food media culture and to say that it's based on an Italian recipe. I knew that, actually. I knew that going into the episode. She and I had a whole conversation about it. And I actually told her that I remember the image that Martha Stewart used. It was in the print magazine. And it was like it had whole basil leaves and half cherry tomatoes and thinly sliced white. Like I can literally see the picture in my brain. So I and I was intrigued. I was a I mean, like hardcore Martha Stewart stan. Like up until the last time we moved to this house, like had all the magazines and kept them like as references. So I knew it. I think I had tried it. I It just kind of got out of control. <laughs> and I think that there's a little bit of um, like a food trend resistance. That's part of my like eye rolling about it. Yes. But I haven't s- episodes since come around and mentioned as much. And in the conversation I was having, we were talking about the fact that I do think not every recipe was created. Thoughtful. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Was thoughtful and created by a food professional. And so they were just like spinning off ideas to get traffic. And the ideas were good and clever. But like, it's really to get a good one, you need the right ratio of like the pasta shape to the liquid. It just takes a little bit of thought and sometimes a little bit of trial and error. Yes. Well, I'm going to just recommend two fan favorites that I feel like are really great for this time of year, like cozy, hearty, which is the creamy beef and shells. We've both talked about it multiple times. It is one that will require you to do some more veg. I mean, there's tomatoes and the canned tomato sauce in it, but I do think it needs like another veg on the side, whether you microwave something or make a, a salad and it can be from a kit or not. And then my family really loves 
And it's one of my friend Patty's recipes from the kitchen, a version of it, of like a one pot pasta that is Philly cheesesteak inspired. So it has peppers and onions in it, has different cheese. You're still using ground beef and it's just like really hearty and doesn't really require an extra veg. And you talk about that recipe so much that it has been on my list forever. And then every single time I pull up that recipe, I'm like, I'm sure it's so good. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, I'm sure it's good. But like, if I'm going to go this route, I'm just making the creamy beef and shells. It's good for sauce, like red sauce haters, because I do have one of those in my family who doesn't love the creamy beef and shells because he doesn't like the tomato sauce. Got it. Yes. Well, I don't know. We're not really talking about my brazer, but we kind of are. One pot rice and fill in the blank. The thing that I'm going to focus most on is one pot rice and beans. And then also arroz con pollo, which is one pot rice and chicken. Arroz con pollo is a specific dish that has many variations. Some cultures use beer, some don't, you know, but it's still a specific dish. But you can use the concept. In Winner Winner Chicken Dinner, I actually have an arroz con pollo recipe that's based on Puerto Rican, classic Puerto Rican dish. But then there's a pullout that talks about how you can use different flavor profiles, use the method, and then vary up the flavor profile. So you can use Indian spices and make kind of an Indian style uh, chicken and rice all done in one pot. And I think that that's really great. And you can use chicken that is boneless. You can use chicken that is bone and skin on. It just depends what your family likes. Very flexible and love it. And then the one pot rice and beans. Again, so many different variations. There's, uh, I'm always afraid I'm going to say it wrong, but feijoada, which is a Brazilian It's actually like originates in Portuguese cooking, but it's the national dish of Brazil. Cajun style rice and beans, like jambalaya style Spanish rice and beans. Some of these are vegetarian. Some like feijoada often is made with pieces of meat and sausage. Um, But you don't, you know, you could just do black beans and rice. And I make... uh, Spanikorizo, which is a Greek style spinach, dill, onion, rice dish. That's a side typically, but sometimes I'll just add chickpeas and then like that's dinner. It has rice, it has spinach, it has chickpeas, and then we'll do like a Greek salad on the side or something like that. I'm so glad you mentioned these because I often think of like like broccoli, chicken, and cheesy rice, but that's more of like a casserole that sometimes requires like cooking in phases and is is harder to do as one pot. So I'm glad we have a rice option here. Yeah, that we can yeah. just do. You don't have to pop it in the oven. It just is all done on the stovetop in one pot. Did you have any other one pot thoughts? I think I do. Okay, so migas. Okay. Which is like scrambled eggs with tortilla and sauce, but you would have to do... You could add beans to get some protein in addition Mm -hmm. to the eggs if you wanted. You would have to do a veggie on the side. For me, honestly, just like hot sauce, a whole big old plate of migas and sliced avocado is so delicious. You have sheet pan. You don't have, I mean, is one pot and one pan include baked dishes? Like we didn't talk about enchiladas. 
No, see, I think this category right now is like mostly stovetop, stove although top. some of these we talked about finishing versus, versus like I think sheet pan or can be casserole dish is the kind of thing like you build it and you put it in the oven. Okay, so enchiladas, I don't think of as a sheet pan meal, but it's an oven meal, right? Yeah. And enchiladas, I know people think it sounds difficult, but I'll often just take a can of sweet potatoes a can of beans, flavor it with garlic powder, cumin, salt, add a bag of shredded cheese, mix it all up with my fork, and then that's my enchilada filling. So I just have the pan that I'm baking the enchiladas in and then the one mixing bowl. And it all happens right there. Yeah, I can totally see that. And yet there's a part of me that like is resistant. I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel like as easy. As... It's so easy. I know. Right. Yeah. And, like, I would be so like, easy. oh, I would more like if that if I'm going to open cans and toss things together, I'm more likely to do like bean and cheese burritos that I'm then like crisping on the oven. So I think there's some weird psychology to like how I how we think of ease differently and yeah, also one pot and one pan the burritos you have to like it's more work yeah it t- yeah. totally feels like more work to me like i just have this mixing bowl i roll it and then i cover it in cheese and put it all in the oven and then dinner's ready for everyone at once instead of like in phases like yeah. putting the burritos so absolutely i think meat enchiladas i'm going to tell you that i those are harder to me. And then you have to cook the meat. So there's a different step. So I do definitely acknowledge that this is like a particular enchilada recipe yeah. that I think is super easy. Um, and my kids, meat eaters, love them. Did we just talk about braises in general? Like, I know. I swear. Do we have an episode we do. about braising? We totally Why do. Why is it just absolutely gone from my brain? It's there. It's there. It's not in your brain. It's not there. It exists in the world. But I'm going to point to that because it's a whole topic. And I think people think braising is complicated. Braising does take a little bit longer, but there are also mm-hmm. quick braises. And it's a great way to just get out a pan that's high sided or get that brazer and, you know, veg, meat. Often with a braise, if you want like a carb that isn't bread, like if you wanted noodles or rice, you're cooking something else. But I think bread is great. Yeah. um, I'm sorry. I'm over here Googling our own episode to be like, what did we talk about? I think of like carnitas and then you don't even need bread. You just do tortillas and that can be super easy as a one pot. Totally. Yes. With sliced avocado. Yes. I love that. You mentioned one-pot pastas that you love, like cooking the pasta in the sauce itself. But there's also like one skillet lasagna, or we have a ravioli lasagna recipe on our site. That's another great one-pot pasta option. And super fast, even faster than like cooking ZD or whatever in the one pot. And then... You kind of mentioned it. I had taco skillet, but it's kind of like chili with cornbread on top. It's the same idea, like cooking taco meat and then, you know, cornbread on top and calling it a day. Or you mentioned how your boys love um, tortillas with chili, but you could even do sort of like the taco meat and then put almost nachos on top, like tortilla chips and cheese. Love it. And that would be so delicious. Okay. Sheet pan. 
I think enchilada, like we kind of entered. Here we go with me being like, oh, we we've entered another category. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Okay, I'm just gonna mention our sheet pan cabbage and sausage, which uses kielbasa sausage. And is like a complete meal. But I think you could also do like peppers and onions and sausages. that's on my list. Totally. And then that makes me think of your really great recipe for sheet pan fajitas from Winter Winter Chicken Dinner. Is it from Winter Winter Chicken Dinner? Or is is it from? Okay. And then I helped cross-test a recipe for Kitchen a long time ago that uses... Um, salmon fillets, but it has potatoes and leeks as well. And it's all cooked on a sheet pan, but like in a cup in like two phases. And it's really delicious. And I just think like leeks are so underrated oh, as totally a vegetable. Agree. And on this, they get like crispy and sort of caramelized along with the potatoes. And then the salmon's like really simply seasoned. And it's just a really great weeknight meal. Do you put a sauce or anything on top? Like a I lemon? Think there's kind of like a dressing, a lemon and garlic dressing that goes on it. It's that been a couple years now since I de- worked on that recipe. I just realized you asked if it was in winter, winter chicken dinner, but I just remembered that I have a sheet pan veggie fajita in Make It Easy. Yeah, that that's what I was I love thinking to. of. Yeah. yeah. And you cut sweet potatoes into thick wedges so that you still have like big, quote unquote, meaty pieces in there. So we should be able to include the recipe for both of those, too. Okay. Nachos, sheet pan. Yes. Okay. This is a funny thing. Can I just share? When we do nachos, I use the quarter sheet pans. And so actually we use four sheet pans so that everyone gets their own individual. And I don't know why, but it just cracks me up to think I'm co-signing nachos as a one pan. I'm shaking my head yes. And then knowing in my mind, I'm actually in my house going to dirty four smaller pans. Yeah. I but hear they're, you. they're what we eat off of also. So it's a win. I have stopped doing four quarter pan, quarter sheet pans. Okay. And just because doing one there's big more one. of a one or two. <laughs> there's like more of a discrepancy in the amount that the, you know what I mean? Like the yes. kids are going to eat more. Like a quarter sheet pan of nachos is not quite enough for them. It is enough for Mike, but he can kind of just get his fill. And then like I'll usually not eat, like a, I've never eat a full quarter sheet pan of nachos. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I'll have something else like salad inside. It's a lot of chips for dinner. <laughs> it is. But I, we, like, customize it to everyone's. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll end up doing, like, evening. I'll tend, I'll end up doing, like, taking my chips off and then, like, going and getting more beans and fixings and doing, like, a heavier fixings on mine. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the chips are just too much. Like, whereas all three of my guys could just eat chips for dinner. Like, even just chips and salsa for dinner. They love chips and salsa. But, like, tortilla chips are not, like, so my favorite. Okay. This is funny. We maybe need to do a follow-up. Maybe we reheat nachos and we do a follow-up of well, how we I, eat nachos now. I love nacho fixings. Yeah. But I almost want like a bowl. Do you know what I mean? Where like nachos are at the bottom and then I load it up with like the meat and the beans and like a ton of sour cream and like cheese, like in jalapenos. You, you can do that. You I know? can. Well, that's what I do. That's <laughs> yes. why I don't eat the whole quarter sheet pan of, of I yes. feel like it ends up being more chips than filling that way. Okay. Okay. Other sheet pan meals that you love. Uh, that's 
I mean, I'm trying to keep it like winter set centric. Yeah. So she pan shake and bake. Yes. I think of as winter centric, which we do have a recipe for. And I meant to say this. This is funny in the one pot section, but this also works for one pan. I think uh, chicken thighs are another thing that I think are really underrated. And you can just like throw those either in a pan or on a sheet pan and like get them crispy and then cook a handful of that, like whatever veg you want to, whether it's like sweet potatoes and peppers and onions, or you do like frozen from frozen broccoli. It's a really great and easy meal for this time of year. I love that. Do we want to do more sheet pan or should we move on to slow cooker instant pot? Yeah, let's talk about the slow cooker. I have one. <laughs> Even though I actually Tell know us. that I have more than that. The Mississippi pot roast that I developed for kitchen is one of those things. Every time I make it, I'm like, damn, this is so good and also so easy because it's literally like a piece of beef, butter, pepperoncinis, a packet of gravy and a packet of ranch seasoning. And you mix it all together. The thing is, we eat it as sandwiches, so it doesn't require another pot. But I know a lot of people like to serve it over mashed potatoes or rice. And so that might require for your family to to you do an additional pot or pan. And then several of the things we mentioned can also be slow cooker meals like peppers and onions and sausages. We have a recipe for on Didn't I Just Feed You in our recipe archive and chili is a great slow cooker. Curries are a great slow cooker. Carnitas that we would braise can be done in the slow cooker. And we have a recipe mm-hmm. for that. So what other slow cooker ideas am I missing? The instant pot. Can we do? I use my instant pot and slow cooker kind of interchangeably. How do you I want to do this? This is a great uh, reminder to people that we have both slow cooker and instant pot episodes. And I think we just say you can use them interchangeably. The one thing to know about using the Instant Pot as a slow cooker is that it will sometimes ha- like be a little more liquidous because there's not as much evaporation. But otherwise, it's pretty much the same. Okay. So I'm going to go between the two. Yeah. Go so for it. carnitas is something that you can make on the stovetop. You can make it in the slow cooker and in the Instant Pot all pretty interchangeably. Love carnitas. Make it all the time. I mean, you're just like it's such a simple thing and the meat can be used in so many different ways. Instant Pot Spaghetti and Meat Sauce, your recipe on Kitchen, is something that my kids really like. It's a great way to make spaghetti and meat sauce on a weeknight without it being too fussy. You will, for both of those recipes, need something else. Carnitas is nice, like, on a quick night. I mean, there's so much you can do with it. But again, just warm up some tortillas, slice some avocado, or toss together some sort of, like, slaw and like add lime juice or like, you know, there's a jalapeno Trader Joe's sauce that's really good that we've been into lately that you can dress just shredded cabbage with. And that's a meal. The Instant Pot spaghetti and meat sauce. I do feel like, you know, you're going to want to make green beans or salad or broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be done in the microwave. I recently pulled out a winner, winner chicken dinner because all my cookbooks had been away. And so I forgot about a lot of my recipes. And I found a Filipino style chicken adobo that you can do in the Instant Pot that I really like. You would want to serve this over rice and a vegetable. So that's just something to be mindful of. But it's really good and easy. 
both my slow cooker and my instant pot, I am often doing curries. And like for me, a curry is more truly one pot. I know you do have to make rice. So I'll usually make rice in a regular pot. And then my instant pot or slow cooker is where I'm making the curry. And that will have protein and a lot of veg of all different kinds, anything from sweet potato to cauliflower to regular potato to peas. I add spinach sometimes. So you do have two things to wash there, but you tend to have leftovers of both too. So it's a really great, even though you're using two pots instead of one, intentional leftover approach. And we've talked about like many years ago in a freezer shopping episode, like you can get frozen rice or you can get those like shelf stable packets. And sometimes that's all you need. It's a little, it's more expensive for sure. But if you know that you're going to put your energy into making something flavorful to top your rice with, then do it. Totally. And then I have a shredded harissa chicken recipe that we've shared. I think we've shared it in our archive. If not, it's definitely online that my kids also really like. And I'll often serve that over couscous, which takes two seconds to make. It's the same kind of deal. You're cooking something in your Instant Pot. You could do it in the slow cooker as well. Oh, look, I do. I have an adaptation for it in the book. So you can do it in either one. You can even do it on the stovetop. And then couscous cooks really quickly. And I'll just drain a can of chickpeas and add it to that as well. And then crumble feta on top. So I don't know. And even just serve it with like some have cherry tomatoes, too. So I don't know if that counts enough as a vegetable. But again, yeah, right. And then, you know, even just like a chopped cucumber salad is great on the side of this. And I want to say couscous is something that I think microwaves really well, especially if you have like an like any day style um, microwave dishes, just because it's so quick cooking and it doesn't require like a large volume of water. It's really easy to do in the microwave. Yes. Uh, I would say those are my top winter picks these days. But like, again, any like a lot of the things we mentioned in the one pot chicken cacciatore did we mention it we... no i had it on my list and i told it but like i would yeah it's, yes i'm it's seeing one it on pan. your list it's one yes. pan and that's something that can be adapted for an instant pot or slow cooker you can do a gumbo in the instant pot or slow cooker chili stews a beef yes. stew a sloppy joe mix blah 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 okay i feel like this is a lot Okay, but we didn't talk about air fryer and we promised. So I just want to acknowledge that I actually have been looking through our list. And it's funny that a lot of the one pot and pan don't work in the air fryer because they they have sauce. And I think that the air fryer is good for maybe instead of the sheet pan meals. Mm, Right. Right? You could do crispy chicken thighs in the air fryer and and some veg along with it or because it's so quick cooking maybe you do them back to back yeah so i think that section is where you can consider some air fryer meals because you're just like cooking a protein really quickly and then adding veg that also cooks well in the air fryer yes okay we did it you know who's gonna have even more really great ideas always listeners community members It's the best place on the internet. Remember that? So check it out for shopping lists, meal plan ideas, thousands of other home cooks just like you sharing their advice, their tips, their wins, their fails, laughing together, crying together. Just go to didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community to join. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we are at didn't I just feed you. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well fed until next week. 
Leave us a rating or review and make sure to give it five stars and leave an epic comment. Do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.